Hey, and welcome to the Resound Church podcast. Whether it's your first or your 40th time tuning in, we're so glad you're here. And we pray that you get something powerful from today's sermon. Hey, good morning church. It's great to be with you. It's such an honour and a pleasure today to lead and facilitate a panel discussion with some members from our congregation here. We've got Amanda, we've got Nathan, Jemima, Campbell and Elise. And today we wanted to unpack a little bit about the year that was, but more importantly focus on what is love at Christmas time. And uh, so I'm really grateful for these guys' time and uh, what they're going to share today. So uh, yeah, hope you enjoy our time together. Firstly, I'd like to go to Amanda. So Amanda, I mean, obviously you've, you've shared with us a little bit. What, is, what has been one challenge that uh, you faced this year as opposed to maybe prior to 2020? Well, um, this is our first year in our Waterman family having a little one at school. So ah. um, I thought I dodged a bullet having a <laughs> kindergarten last year. But um, this year was our first year of um, homeschooling. So, oh, so this was his first year at school? First year, yeah. He's okay. in prep. Jaden's in prep this year. So that was our first year of homeschooling. Wow. So, yeah. And how, how did he find that first year at school from home? Well, uh, it wasn't great. Yeah. Um, I think as a um, distracted little boy, I think he could benefit more from being in a classroom with everyone writing together and, yeah, being told instructions from not just mum all day every day yeah for sure for sure that's cool and I mean we've got lots of um young families in our church who probably would have struggled with the same thing right and Mm. you underestimate you know the kids going to school and then you having to pick that up yourself and doing it at home it's so much more than just learning lessons right yeah so um well done. Well, you're yeah. still here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's excellent. That's excellent. Hey, Elise, I want to throw to you as well because, um, you know, obviously um, some of the people in the church may know what you do for a job. Some of them won't. Um, and I think as we journeyed this pandemic, we thought about people who had to teach their kids at home and then people who worked on the front line in healthcare, mm-hmm. of which you are one. So would you mind sharing a little bit about some of the unique challenges from your year? Yeah, so, yeah, I'm a nurse um, and, yeah, it's been really, really hard for last year and this year being mm. in healthcare, um, just exhausting and surrounded by all of your colleagues in the same sort of position as you. Everyone's got their own struggles plus the constant struggle of work at the same time. Um, something different for me this year that's made it harder don't know about harder than last year, but a different struggle this year is that um, I've had some really big faith questions mm-hmm. coming at me, and um, it's just when you've already you're already overwhelmed with your general day to day life, and I don't know if your mind is a Jenga tower, it's already looking a bit wobbly, and then you start getting these mm-hmm. questions, and it's like someone going for the bottom block out of the um. Mm-hmm. Jenga tower and it's just like oh I don't want to deal with this right now but I can't ignore these really important things that I just really want to re-examine in my life Mm. and really want to reconsider and yeah so that's that's 
been an extra challenge this year that I'm still working through. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And were they faith questions that were born out of your own self or because of the circumstances you were in? or Born out of my own self. Yeah. Born out of a bit of curiosity and then you like you ask one question and then you start questioning everything else you've... Just a lot of things that would seem really basic, but maybe I've never actually questioned them since I was in Sunday school. Mm. So it's a bit like starting mm. over again. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Wow. Mm. Well, hats off to you. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. um, we we watched on the telly, and you know, we everyone knew someone who worked in healthcare, but probably yeah. really didn't appreciate the pressure that you were under. So well done. Thank you for sharing. Um, Nathan, what about you? What's something that was a challenge that you faced? Yeah, I think um, what I really noticed this year around as opposed to last year was the fatigue. Mm. I think that was just a thing that I, I think there was a lot of hope at the end of um, 2020, you know, like it won't be as bad as 2020, you know, yeah. like we might have some setbacks and all that. But I think then when it hit, it was like, whoa, we, we just survived this. I've already given everything. I'm running on empty. Um, mm. And now I've got to give more to go through, you know, in some situations worse than what 2020 was. Mm. Um, so I think trying to battle with that and trying to find reasons to still find the hope and still find the strength. And mm. I think for me, like um, having like a close network of people around me really helped that. And I know that there were people that, you know, I know of personally who didn't have that necessarily. Mm. So to try and comprehend that when I was battling it myself um, was really hard to hear about people doing that. That's, a, that's such a good point because I don't know about many of you, but I know getting to the end of 2020 and New Year's Eve and, you know, you raise your glass of lemonade um, and yes. you go, here's, here's to the end of that. Yeah, thank goodness that's over. Let's, um, let's get back to our lives. And then it actually did feel a lot so you know we there was a lot of fatigue and I think yeah. about yeah. teaching kid, having kids at yeah. home and the healthcare yeah. wherever it is yeah. it was hard it was exhausting mm. yeah. yeah that's true what about you Jemima yeah similar to what Nathan just shared um I think last year well the thing that I've struggled most with this year is anxiety I've mm, never yeah. been an anxious person I've never really had I've been blessed I haven't had many mental health sort of challenges throughout my life um, but last year I think I had a real sense of loss, um, mm, yeah. just missing out on lots of things like mm, lots yeah. of people did. Yeah. Um, and I think last year we had that adrenaline that sort of yeah. got us through most mm, of yeah. the year. Yeah. And then as you just said, Nath, like you get to the start of this year and it's just like, oh, we're still going. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. and then just lots of new life changes and yep. challenges and yeah. So I've really struggled with anxiety. Yeah. That's a really interesting point that you raised because you said I've never struggled with it. And yeah. then it kind of manifested yeah. through that there. That's really, um, that's very interesting. Yeah. And what about you, Campbell? Well, yeah, keeping in that same vein, um, I've struggled with some depression uh, mm-hmm. this year, mainly related to my, to my work, mm-hmm. um, not wanting to get out of bed each day, not wanting to do anything. Uh, and it's been a, a combination of things over the last couple of years but yeah that's been tough yeah Yeah. and so maybe staying with yourself and Jemima how did you um how did you overcome that what what kind of and I know that seems like a very simplistic question to a very complex (laughs) issue but how did you overcome that what what got you out of bed in the morning if it's staying with you Campbell and then we'll go to Jemima yeah sure so I mean I I sought some professional help Mm-hmm. Um, I caught up with Wayne, which was great. I've got a, a very loving family. I shared in my, my men's cell group and got prayer for it and stuff. But yeah, it was a matter of um, I know God's been sustaining me through it and just 
getting out of bed every day and doing things and just one task at a time with work, yeah. stuck in my little spare room because I couldn't go anywhere, um, but one thing at a time and, and it, is getting, it is getting better. So getting help, getting prayer um, and just doing one thing at a time and just taking the pressure off myself as yeah. well and being kind to myself and just knowing it's, yeah. a, it's a period of, of time I'm going through and you've yeah. just got to try and keep going and, and, do the, and do things like exercise as well, which I found really yeah. helped yeah. Yeah. mental health. Excellent. And what about you, Jemima? How did you, once you realised this anxiety and stuff, what did you do to go, well, I've got to check myself? And Yeah, yeah. I think, um, I don't think I've done anything to overcome it mm-hmm. yet. I don't think I have overcome it. Yeah. I still... That's okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I okay. still sort of struggle with anxious thoughts creeping in and that sort of thing. Mm. But I think that's part of the beauty of life. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all about yeah. just getting over the hill. It's about the journey there. Um, and similar to what Campbell said, I've got amazing family and friends that are really supportive and encouraging um, and I've been able to share the journey with lots of them Um, and just having God to lean on Mm, I found like a huge comfort in prayer Um, at times when I was really struggling to you know sit down and read my bible or listen to a message I just found comfort in being able to talk to God and go you know what I can let go of these anxious thoughts I can let go of this fear and I can release that pressure off my shoulders um, and lean on God instead yeah. But, yeah. yeah, as I said, I don't think I've figured it all out. It's yeah. the million-dollar question, isn't it? How do we yeah. overcome all of life's challenges? <laughs> well, and sometimes we don't, right? Yeah, you that's know, And it. it's okay to not be life. okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 and we're journeying that. And, and, and yeah. you know, I, I love what you just said, and I wanted to pick up on it, because, you know, inherently we read the scripture that says, cast all your burdens on me and I'll carry them for you kind of thing. And you go, well, sometimes that's a lot easier said than done, right? Yeah, but I love what you said through that talking to God and all the rest yeah. of it. Hey, um, just coming back to you, Elise, in this healthcare thing, because picking up on one thing you said is, I can imagine it would have felt relentless. Yeah. Like, you know, it, mm. and because you go home at the end of the day and then you go, I've got to do this all again tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So I've heard it sort of described as like the difference between, like, we've all got our own ways of managing a crisis but at this point we're not in a crisis anymore we're in a chronic long-term issue and the things that worked for you to manage initially aren't going to it's like managing an injury putting ice on your shoulder works when you've just injured it doing that three months down the track doing that two years down the track not going to make a whole lot of difference you've got to have some different um yeah different ways of coping yeah. yeah, yeah, very good, very good. And um, so, uh, Amanda, I, I love, you know, your response to to the, the question about the stay-at-home mum. I asked Amanda prior to this discussion, so how did you overcome it? And she said, we got there. Which on the face of it seems like a simplistic answer, but I think for many of us, yeah, like, just... just getting there, mm-hmm. you know, is like, wow. You'd just get there and then you'd be back again. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It was the in and out of lockdown. It was in and out, yeah. 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 And I don't know about you, but with each one, did you feel like it? you lost a bit more of that, <laughs> I'm going to be okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it just got harder and harder. But uh, all joking aside, we're here now, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Hey, um, shifting gears a little bit, I want to kind of talk about maybe a, a positive uh, story or, or sharing something positive that's come out of life. And that's not to discount or minimise the challenges, right? Because I like what you said, to your point, I, ha- I don't think I've overcome the anxiety. Yeah. 
Um, and, you know, with God, all things are possible, but in his timing, right? Um, so I, I want to um, not to minimize those because they make us who we are, but talk about maybe something positive that's happened in 2021. So maybe I'll start back over here um, with, with you, Elise. Um, have you got anything that is a highlight or it's still just a daily struggle? Brunch is still pretty good. I haven't, I haven't, oh, I, amen. I haven't and, run out of um, brunch recipes yet. So. Oh, and for those that don't know, um, Elise and her husband Dan posted on our Resound Connect every yes. Sunday some brunch delight, which was just yeah. stunning. So I really want to honour you both because I think it helped a lot of us. Yeah. Get us through. <laughs> just made us jealous we weren't at your house. Yeah. <laughs> My Vegemite toast. Yeah. Okay. Weepings. So, um, yeah. It's been a nice way to like mark the passage of time. Like it has yes. been a little thing, but it's been a yeah. something to mark week by week where it's been yeah. like time has meant nothing this yeah. year, but it's still yeah. it's a nice way that every week there's something to look forward to yeah. and some time to dedicate to spending together and spending yeah. with the church. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just picking up on one thing you just said there, time has meant nothing. I mean, I yeah. don't know about you, but here we are now recording another thing for Christmas. Yeah. I'm like, mm. where did this year go? Yeah, yeah. Right? Seriously. I mean, yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Just, it's crazy, isn't it? But, uh, yeah. Hey, Amanda, what's something positive that's kind of you recall from the year? Well, I guess uh, a lot of friendships, like mm. um, getting closer this year. Um, a lot of, whilst you couldn't necessarily be together, but you were mm. going through the same struggles as different people, mm. so you could... Um, you know, message each other, and that was really great. Also, mm. being apart from everyone, then the sweet reunions when you come back together, mm, yeah. Yeah. seeing cousins back together again. Mm. Um, you know, that's really special. Like, mm, yeah. it's special to see them all the time, but then, yeah, when it's been a break, it's yeah, that's been really a special thing. Yeah, they were saying that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. Always, you hear people say that and go, oh, that just sounds sickening. Yeah. But, it, it, but it's true, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you yeah. value the coming together again of just having a coffee with someone and yeah. seeing them face to face and yeah. hanging out. You really do appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Hey, Nath, what about you? Yeah, look, I think like what Amanda touched on, like the being able to get back together with people was um, awesome. Uh, to overcome yeah. that but um, yes like it was really really hard going through what we went through and then I think um, like one of the positive things out of it was you started to think outside the box mm. I think that was the biggest thing so mm. for me like in my workplace we started thinking outside the box as soon as it kind of hit and we had to think about homeschool because mm. um, I work in IT at a school so we get you know starting to understand this thing called zoom <laughs> which became like a hot topic word hashtagged and everything around the globe. Um, Normally followed closely by fatigue. Yeah, correct. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true, very true. Um, but, yeah, thinking outside the box, so even um, Mon and I with, like, our group, we would meet on Zoom, but rather than just having a meeting, let's see how we can interact with them on another level, like uh, having an online gaming platform yeah. um, where we can do a quiz or do something to lighten the mood um, mm. And, like, some other things we did, we did uh, lots of videos for church, which was fun. Like, I'm super out there most of the time. Um, so that was really fun to kind of get behind the camera and put on costumes and stuff. Uh, but also the mail-outs, too, had a, an un 
precedent and effect, I think. Like, something so simple, it probably took us all of five minutes to put something in an envelope with a little uh, design message that Mon had made, which was, you know, funny and cute. But then to send that out and then hear what impact that had on people, Mm. I was just like, wow. Um, And I was just listening to the uh, podcast on the way here about sowing and reaping. And he was talking about you never see the harvest sometimes, yeah. mm. um, but you put in the work anyway because how God can work through that, yeah, um, so we good. don't know. Yeah. Mm. Well, and, and, and what Mon may have perceived as just being some simple words on a card yeah. may have really landed on a, in a season where someone just needed to hear that. Correct. So yeah. that's so good. That's so yeah. good. What about you, Campbell? What's something positive um, uh, or yeah. something that you recall fondly? Yep. So I live with um, three crazy people. I'm the normal one of the family. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's true. What are you saying, Nate? Convinced yourself. Yeah, he's trying to convince himself. Not let him have his, let him have his self-talk. Anyway, it's my story, okay? Come on. Let him have his self-talk. So uh, my wife is great at um, just doing different things and bringing joy to people, even mm. if she doesn't feel like it, and it really brings uh, makes difference to me and to the kids. Mm. So it's cool. they did this thing where they dressed up with crazy wigs and costumes and they went out. We live near um, Chemist Warehouse near Burwood Highway School as we rode. They went out with signs and smile and have a great day and got beeped and honked and stuff. And I'm like, what freaks? But anyway, (laughs) have your fun. But they they cheered a heap of people up. And then uh, we got a phone call later that night and our elderly neighbour, who had been really crook this year, um, he rang and he goes, oh, was that, is that your wife and kids out there? And he goes, it just made his day. He was walking yeah. past. And I'm like, yeah. it's just, it just said to me, even if you don't feel like it, just doing something for someone else, like putting something in the letterbox or cheering yeah. people up, it can make a huge difference, so um, just especially in, in the, the, the doldrums of everyday COVID yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. So that was great. Yeah. So, and it cheered me up so too because it's so pretty that, funny. So if we get this right, wigs and dressing up, just another Saturday night in the rush. <laughs> pretty much, yeah, there's a few dance <laughs> I reluctantly do these Whatever things. gets you through. Whatever. Yeah. But you know what I really appreciate about what you've all shared is each, even the overcoming some of the challenges and then some of the highlights, it involved other people yeah. Yeah. and doing life together. And I think that was something that we really learned through the season was the value of doing life together. Yeah. Um, and each of you shared so so authentically and openly, and I thank you very much for that, mm-hmm. um, about the challenges. But then the response was the coming together of people. And, yeah. do, and I think the lesson in that is for us to stand in the gap for others, mm-hmm. even when we so don't good. feel like it. Yeah. You know, because that's where I think we can be Jesus in our world is we can be that person who stands in the gap for someone else Mm -hmm. even if they're feeling anxious or struggling with some you know mental health issues that's okay but we can stand in the gap with them and say you know what i don't know what you're going through but i'll stand with you yeah you know what i mean and um so that's so good Hey, let's um, talk about Christmas. Christmas is coming. Um, I don't know about you, but I am a Christmas tragic. We've already put our tree up. Have you really? It's not even December yet. Uh, yeah, I, I did too. Particularly... Um, <laughs> and it's okay. Jemima, have you guys got your no, tree up? on the 1st of December. Good on you. Oh, no tree. Sorry. So you're not judging yet. us right no, now, yeah. are you? So yeah. much judging. Yeah. <laughs> we're going camping this Christmas, so we're even tossing yes. up whether we have a tree at all. But I'm a Christmas tragic. I love Christmas. Christmas music. Um, so we pull out all the 
CDs and, and do all that. But obviously here at Resound Church, we do Lovers Christmas. And mm. last year we did the 25 days and the hampers and all that sort of thing. So, you know, if we take what we've talked about, the challenges, the overcoming, and then some of the positive stuff, it'd be really great if each of you could share maybe as you think about Christmas and how we outwardly show the love of Christ, maybe something and what it means for you would be really good. So again, um, Let's start with one of the ladies. So you're right here, Jemima. What are we... <laughs> <laughs> Cam- Cam- Campbell looked at me. He was going. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> but uh, what, when you think about Christmas and lovers' Christmas, what yeah. is something you're thinking about? I think when you sort of say, you know, ask that question and say that phrase, the first thing that comes to mind is actually the opposite of how much of a sort of self-absorbed time wow. Christmas mm. is yeah. Yeah. in our culture and context. Very true. So much it of it is be. about, mm. yeah, it can be. What mm. presents am I getting? Mm. What am I doing for Christmas? What am I going to be eating? Yeah. All these mm. sorts of things. Um, and then even sort of if we take that sort of negative spin off it, it's so easy to be kind and patient and loving with our families and our close friends during this time. Mm. Um, and it's such a busy season. Oh, oh my yeah. goodness. Yeah. We were just saying before, like, it's just that time of year. Everything happens at the same time. It's such a rush. Yeah. Um, and it's usually easier to show love and patience to, you know, the people you're spending Christmas Day with and mm. having those special moments with. I think outside of that it can be harder you yeah, know when you're yeah. at the shopping center and the poor um retail staff yeah. mm-hmm. have to do the whole christmas season with people being rushed and busy and rude and you know self-absorbed with what they're getting mm. and what presents they're buying yeah. for people yeah. so i think just such a it's one of those it's simple to say it's sometimes harder to do mm. just yeah. being kind and patient Yes. Yeah. So How good. much love would that show if we yeah. all were just that bit more kind and patient with people that we didn't necessarily have a close relationship with? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. What What a difference would What's that the, make? And that's a, that's yeah. a great that's example so of the whole salt and light thing, right? Absolutely. So in a time Absolutely. of year where people are frantically running yeah. around, just showing a bit of kindness. And yeah. This time of the year is not all about the presents and the food and everything. You know, mm. it's about me showing love. And oh, the food's pretty good. Oh, yeah. the food is really good. <laughs> but I think <laughs> the, ultimate, yeah, absolutely. the ultimate test of kindness is trying to find a car park at Chadston, right? I don't know. Like, I'm like, that's so confession time. I don't know if I'm so kind yeah. when I'm doing that. But anyway, it's not about me. Hey, you can be kind and competitive. True. You can be kind and kind. I was going to say his first mistake was going to Chadston. Yeah. 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 Hey, Nathan, what do you think? Love is Christmas. Yeah, look, um, I think that's that's become such a cool phrase um, mm. at our church. And I think, like, when I first heard it, I was a bit, oh, I'm a nah. But, you know, really kind of it, we've done it, you know, two years or three years now and just kind of thinking on it, okay, you know, what is love? And, you know, we know that Christ embodies love and Christmas is all about that. So it really mm. just all ties together in this nice little package yeah. that Christmas first about is celebrating Christ. Mm. Yeah. And then it's about being Christ to all of those around us and all the different mm. events and everything we participate over this, basically, I, I suppose, like kind of a nice excuse to get together with people and to really outwardly show Jesus yeah. and all the uh, characteristics that that involves. Um, and I think when, you know, uh, I had the questions before, that's really what spoke to me most about the phrase. Yeah, so. and, I, and I love what, as we were talking about this, you, you said loving is always about others. Yeah, you know, and I thought that's really cool. That captures the essence of it to a degree. But then also in saying that, without wanting to contradict myself, sometimes the people we need to be kindest to and patient to is ourselves. 
you know, yeah. particularly where, you know, like you shared, Jemima, with anxiety yeah. and stuff, sometimes we've got to be kind to ourselves and go, yeah. it's okay. You know, I'm not, I'm a bit out of sorts. It's all okay. So, yeah. hey, what about you, Elise? When you think about Christmas, we're hoping that you're just going to maintain the Sunday brunch <laughs> yes. tradition. Well, I don't know. If I'm in the building, then I'm probably not going to get up that she early. She bring no, it for I all of us. I do, I do love my sleep-ins. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we've got online. You don't have to come to the building. <laughs> well, there you have it. Um, no, for Christmas um, this year, I've really been thinking about what it is to give, um, mm. which I've been thinking about the, the idea of it that you have things, you have time, you have resources, you have money, you have things and stuff. And to give is to set some of that aside and place it into someone else's life. Love Mm. it. Um, Fantastic. And thinking about how you, like, rather than just doing the, um, you know, gift cards every Christmas, gift cards can be great. But Especially Bunnings ones. Yes. Yeah. Yes, everyone loves a Bunnings. That's the work of Jesus <laughs> right there. <laughs> um, but just um, um, looking at, um, you know, what can I actually do for people? What can I actually sacrifice yeah. of myself for other people? Which doesn't have to be come wrapped up in a pretty box. Mm-hmm. It might be more acts of service that doesn't need mm. to be on Christmas Day. But what can I do to make someone else's life easier or happier? Mm. Yeah. in this season yeah, um, and it's part of Christmas in that that's when God gave Jesus to us yeah. and God didn't have to do that yeah. he chose to he sacrificed some of himself yeah. for us who didn't deserve it for we, we didn't ask for it we had no con- concept of it and yeah. God had already figured it out yeah and I really I really appreciate what you just said because at Christmas time we think it's all about big expensive flashy yeah. gifts and to what you said with Mon writing the notes yeah. Yeah. sometimes it's a jar of homemade jam and a card yeah, that's it yeah. something in your letterbox some a letterbox sometimes it's your neighbors you know with a wig and a and a sign outside the but but in all joking it doesn't you know to show kindness it, it Sometimes we overthink it and we make it more complicated than it needs to be, right? I love that. That's fantastic. Hey, Campbell, um, what about from your side? More dressing up or...? Yeah, no, well, I I love to think of what what do I love to get or what is my love language? And so then I'm thinking, okay, what can I do then for others? Uh, And it is is the acts of service and and it's the giving. So through COVID, I loved getting something in my letterbox or something dropped outside the house. It was from church or from friends. And I think that taking time out to do that for the whole street would be great. Like if we all did that for our streets, putting something on someone's doorstep, not dog poo, but something nice, (laughs) something in the letterbox, do you know what I mean, at Christmas time to show love. I think I'm really grateful I'm not his neighbour. It's a joke. (laughs) But, yeah, doing something for others like that, a physical thing, spending some money or, yeah, offering to help something. Doing something, I think, would be really... To me, that's important. Really great. Really great. Thank you. We started with you, Amanda. We're going to finish with you. So, or maybe I'll have the last word, but I can't help myself. Um, What about you and love as Christmas? Well, I think love um, being genuine from the heart. Like, if you feel to message someone during the year, like, who's helped you through something that they maybe don't realise, like, just... It, no matter how random you might think it might be, just message someone or, um, you know, tell someone what you appreciate about mm, them, yeah, um, yeah. all that random stuff, and no matter how long you've seen them or mm. whatever. And 
something I like to do, and James gets so embarrassed by this, but... <laughs> then you should do it more often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I love to, I just, I feel like when I go to shopping and I'm putting the stuff in the car, like, and someone is next to me, I just love to ask them, how's your day? Like, in... People get so shocked when you, like, yeah. literally yeah. <laughs> take time to ask them and, and then don't just ask them. Like, keep chatting to them and, like, have you have this little chat while you're getting out mm. of area. Just, mm. I think that, yeah, you, you don't know who, what their life is like, but, you know, you can put care. a smile on yeah. their face. Yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. 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 That's right. so good. Yeah. And I, and I think that brings our conversation to a close nicely because all of you have said what lovers Christmas means and doing things for people, um, it's really easy for us to do things for family and or close friends. Mm -hmm. It's a lot more difficult to do things for the retail assistant or the people we don't know or whatever. And I think that's my own challenge this year is how can I do something for someone who doesn't expect it? Mm. Wouldn't, you know, that I don't know. It's very easy for me to buy gifts for my friends and my family. Mm. Not that I do Wendy does it, but um, (laughs) she takes care of it. (laughs) So how do we do those for, the, for, for those that, you know, aren't in our circle. And I love what you said about sending a random message to someone or like your family did, Campbell, of dancing on the street and the people driving past and wouldn't have known your family, but they were really positively impacted by that. So, hey, thank you very much to you. What a really great discussion. Um, church, you know, let's uh, thank Amanda and Nathan, Jemima, Campbell and Elise for sharing. Um, obviously, they shared so openly about some of the challenges of the year and I'm sure many of you identified with some of those yourself, be it the homeschooling or the workplace or some of those feelings of anxiety or worry or depression and that type of stuff, Um, but also about Lovers Christmas. And here at Resound Church, we get more and more excited about Christmas every year. We've got our hampers, we've got 25 days, we've got lots of really exciting stuff going on. So from us all here, thank you very much. It really was a great pleasure to be with you and have a great day. I just want to say thank you to all the people that were involved in that panel. They were extremely transparent and probably reflected the truth of what most of us have actually gone through. And um, without their transparency, it would look like everything's just smooth sailing for everyone. Uh, But the reality is it's not. Um, We've had a tough time. There was lots of funny parts in in uh, in the video, but there was a whole lot of truth as well. And, you know... I just want you to think, you know, you watch that and especially the first questions uh, that we went through, there was a whole lot of, oh yeah, I've suffered from this, I'm going through this, la 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 la. And you were probably thinking, oh wow, this is, this is a bit down, but it actually reflects what people are experiencing. And, and whether you know it or not, you may well have had the same feelings. There are some people that are able to articulate what they've gone through, And others just feel like, yeah, no, I'm just a bit blah, I'm just a bit low, I'm just a bit disappointed. And may not be able to completely identify why or what's going on, but the reality is we've all gone through a lot. And thankfully, we're at the same place as we were this time last year, where we think we're just about out of it. (laughs) Time will tell. Um, I just want to replay a a few of the questions for you. The first was this, uh, and Jared did a great job, didn't he? He said to me that a camera makes him look fat. I said, no, it doesn't. 
Um, I was just trying to reassure him. I don't know if I responded the right way, but anyway, don't worry, Jared, I have the same problem. It's, I, reckon, I reckon Pip's gone and bought one of those strange, you know, discontorted lenses or something, and uh, he applies it to you and I. The question, the question that Jared started with, what has been a challenge this year different to 2020? And... Um, each person responded and, and we heard those answers. A second question was, how are you overcoming that challenge? And I'm glad that people responded honestly because most people said that we actually, we haven't overcome. And, and, and it's not that we aren't overcomers in Christ, but the reality is as we continue to go through what we're going through, uh, uh, sometimes it feels like, Uh, the end isn't yet and you know it's better to know we're all in the same place it's okay to understand that we're not at the end yet of how we're feeling or whatever it is that we're struggling with third question was a positive moment in 2021 and and there was lots of fun things there and um, I'm sure someone somewhere on their dash cam has a video of Campbell's family out there on Burwood Highway doing their thing. It would have been quite interesting to see. Um, Jemima made clear she's never going to live in the same street as Campbell and uh, it's probably a wise thing. We lived just around the corner and and we decided to move. (laughs) Uh, Nothing to do with Campbell and, and Hannah, but it's just one of those things. And then the final question was, you know, how can we show love this Christmas? And and there was lots of great responses, but the one I enjoyed the most was the one right at the end about embarrassing James. And um, I think we all got a real kick out of that, just knowing that James was being embarrassed. And Amanda, we just want to encourage you, keep doing that. Wherever you can, wherever you are, do whatever you can to embarrass James. It, it makes us all feel warm on the inside. <laughs> I can see James, he'd probably head down, go straight in the car and just wait. <laughs> I want to read to you a passage of scripture which I think sums up as much as anything the spirit of Christmas. And it won't be a passage of scripture that, that will come to your mind readily when it comes to Christmas, but it's the, the story or the parable of the Good Samaritan. It says this, on one occasion an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asks, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law, he replied, how do you read it? He answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbour as yourself. You've answered correctly, Jesus replied, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbour? And clearly Jemima is not Campbell's neighbour, we know that. In reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he was attacked by robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him and and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he travelled, came where the man was and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, 
and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey and he brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper, look after them, he said. Look after him, he said, not the two denarii. And when I return, I'll reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbour to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus told him, go and do likewise. My message is brief this morning, but it's simply that, go and do likewise. And you may say, well, there is no one on the side of the road. You know what I think, and the panel bore it out, I think we're all on the side of the road. Uh, we, might ne- we might not need to get on a donkey and go to an inn, but I think most people are on the side of the road. They've suffered as a result of what they've gone through over the last couple of years. And some know that and some don't know that, but the reality is this. Everybody needs someone who will reach out to them. And there were suggestions that we heard about, whether it's doing something for a neighbour, putting something in the letterbox or on the front doorstep, whether it's sending a text, whether it's... Uh, enjoying a reunion, whatever it is that you can do, in your mind think of that person as someone that you can express love to or love for. Just a, a few quick points from that passage. The first is this, look out for others. And, and you know, I know when Jemima said we've been, we can become self-absorbed at Christmas and, and, and when she said that, I thought, you know what, that's true, isn't it? We can think of ourselves, our own plans, our own rest, our own celebrations. But to everyone outside of you is an other. And what we ought to be doing is looking outside of ourselves. And sometimes ourselves is this person here. Sometimes ourselves is our family or our friends. But there are others everywhere every single day. And people like... Amanda are saying hello to them. James is hiding. He's a priest or a Levite. And then there's a good Samaritan in the Waterman household. (laughs) It's okay. So the first point is this. Look out for others. Put aside your agenda is the second point. The third is to go out of your way. And the fourth is simply this, practice mercy and generosity. Some of you are more likely to practice mercy than others. You know, when I do gift tests, spiritual gift tests, mercy is one way down low. I'm not an extremely merciful person. I'm more practical and get on with it, stop sucking type person. It doesn't make it right or wrong. We're all different. But it doesn't mean we can't choose to show mercy anyway. And all around you are people in need of mercy. When we say, you know, love is Christmas, what we're really saying is show mercy to love to to those around you. Show love to one another. To me, the Good Samaritan sums up this Christmas season. I know it's not a parable about Jesus, but I think it sums up what Jesus actually did for us all. He showed us mercy when we deserved no mercy. Can I encourage you? Find someone to make a difference for so that they know through your actions 
that there is somebody who cares. It may be someone random in a shopping centre. It could be somebody who you know closely or it could be someone who's a little distant. Send them a text, send them a card, put something on their doorstep. But do something that will make a difference to somebody else. Act like the Samaritan did for the person by the wayside. Go and do likewise. Thanks. Thanks for listening through this message recorded live at Resound Church in Melbourne. You can find out more about who we are online, including our service times and live streams. Have a great week and we'll catch you next time.